so today uh, we'll be talking about your cloud computing threats and few of the attacks right so what attacks are possible for your cloud right so this will be the agenda for today right so mostly uh, like most of the organizations are like moving to your cloud technology uh, because of the cost we get more resources here right so these are the two major factors due to which your many organizations or like people are moving to your cloud we will uh, since we learned in the first three sessions that what are the different services which we can get as end users also right but people are concerned about the critical cloud security risk and threats right because uh, if there is some risk or if there is some threat people or uh, we can say that attackers can take advantage of that particular threat like like a compromised data security they can try to gain your illegal access to network right multiple factors are there right so today we'll be saying what are those factors through which your attacker can gain access to your cloud right so this is your OS top 10 cloud security first again OS open so uh, open web application security it is a community so it gave the top 10 cloud security risks which are present right now which people are facing problem right now right so the first one is your accountability and data ownership right so since organizations are using your public cloud for hosting their business services instead of the traditional data centers right so instead of creating their own on-premises data center they are trying to move into your public cloud so sometimes using the cloud causes the loss of data accountability and control while if we talk about your on-premises data centers it can help you in controlling and protecting the data both logically and physically right so using your public cloud can sometimes jeopardize data recoverability and result in critical risk which like after that particular risk it might take a lot of time for the organization to mitigate from that particular risk so this is one of the risks which people or the organization is facing right so they rank this particular risk accountability and data ownership at the first position second is your user identity federation right so here organization uses services and applications of different different cloud providers right you can use your azure you can use your aws at a single go right it's not that you are if you are using azure you are bound to use azure right you can use multiple cloud service providers different different services so this what it can do it can create multiple user identity and complicating the management of multiple users ids and credentials right 
very simple thing if i have four ids at four different different cloud service providers right so similarly if 40 people are under uh, working under my organization each 40 people will have each id at that particular cloud service provider so it will be simply 14 to 4 so i have to manage around 160 credentials right if 400 people are one uh, working the number will again increase if 4000 people are working the number will again increase right so what is happening here your identity or your credentials of that particular identity it is increasing because your cloud providers have less control over the user life cycle right so if this is having one year subscription this is having let's just say six month subscription right so it's not up to your cloud service provider to manage this thing also or to manage some other cloud service provider subscription pack also right so this thing has to be managed by your organization so it's better to stick with the single cloud service provider right rather to move or use services from different different cloud service providers it is a very simple and it's better to use a single csp then third they have rank your regulatory compliance right so sometimes when you try to create your infrastructure your regulatory compliance can become a lot complex right according to your needs at what particular level you are creating your infrastructure it can be for your health sector it can be for some payment sector right so it depends so data that is secured and like one country may not be secured in another country because of the lack of transparency and different different uh, laws or we can say different different regulatory laws that have been followed by that particular country right so when you see that particular price difference when you select different different regions this is because of the compliance rules which have been set by that particular country right maybe some rules set by usa is different from india right because of that chances are there the price may differ right so they have ranked this particular risk at your third position simple if you are working in if you want to if you are in india right why not use the data centers of india rather than going to usa because for sure usa's compliance rules will change and you have to like make sure that it is working according to your india also because indian government will not allow you to host those particular rules right so compliance rules become sometimes a bit problem it all it also depends on the scale of your organization right since we are like normal users we are using the cloud for a single person only so it's not that much problem with us but if we talk about the very large scale uh, that you are creating your organization or the infrastructure and at that particular time it can become some risk fourth is your business continuity and resilience so performing business continuity in an IT organization ensures that the business can be conducted in a disaster situation. So when your organization is using your cloud service, there is a chance of risk if the cloud provider handles the business continuity improperly. So that is why we create your SLAs, service level agreement, right? Because of this particular risk only, right? So whenever you buy the services or when you purchase the services for sure you will see a sla of that particular service that 
in most of the cases they will provide 99 percent of the recovery right in case of some disaster or some failure they will provide you 99 percent the time that particular service right but again chances are there it depends on the service that you are using right fifth is your user privacy and to uh, secondary uses of data so here the use of social websites uh, possesses a risk to personal data because they are stored in the cloud and most social application providers mine user data for secondary uses whatever website we are using these days they are for sure capturing your data any website you are using they are for sure capturing your data right because no one reads the thc no one reads this particular thing right you just simply click on that box right click and accept that particular terms and condition of that particular website right so if again you are using your cloud service and through your cloud service you are using some social media website right so again that website will store that particular data of that cloud service so the default share feature and if uh, different different social networking sites can jeopardize the privacy of your personal data right so this thing here we are talking with respect to your cloud then at six we have your user privacy and secondary uses of data uh, service and data integrity right this was the first here we have your service and data integrity so whatever organization that is using your cloud service they must ensure that proper protection when data are transferred from end user to the cloud data center okay so if you are using the cloud service and some solution you are offering at that particular infrastructure right so if some customer is using so this particular organization have to make sure that the data is directly going to the cloud data center right it's not going somewhere else to maintain the data integrity right so here we will try to maintain your integrity part Seventh is your multi-tenancy and physical security. So your cloud technology basically uses the concept of this multi-tenancy. Like for sharing resources and services among multiple clients such as networking, data, bases, your compute, right? Different, different resources and different, different services you can share using this particular concept. Inadequate uh, logical segregation may lead to tenants interfering with each other's security feature, right? So we have five VMs with this particular, for example, we have five VMs in this particular CSP. Screen is not refreshed. I think it's visible to everyone. Uh, please refresh your screen, I guess. 
uh, it's your internet problem okay yeah sure so if this thing is maintained right your cloud is providing you multiple resource at a single go right all five four all five vms are available to different different users right so let's just say this is for user one this is for user two this is for user three this is for user four so your csp have to make sure that the data of this particular vm is not associated to this particular vm there should be a separate line between these two vms right so when your number user number two tries to use this vm he should not get the data of this particular vm right so because of some improper management this thing can happen right so this is also a risk then we have your incidents analysis and forensic support when security incident occurs your investigation applications and service hosted at a csp can be challenging because event logs are distributed across multiple hosts and data centers located at several countries and governed by different laws and policy right so due to the distributed storage of logs and across the cloud law enforcement agency may face problems in forensic recovery logs are everywhere right so when we talk about cloud if you are using two data center you are using availability sad or availability zone it means they have given you two logs right so your log two data centers so your logs will be here also uh, backup log will be here also right if this is your uh, usa and let's just say this is uh, your asia so when they are doing your forensic analysis right so it at that particular time it can become difficult to get the logs from this particular data center why again because of compliance issue again because of compliance laws that this country might have different compliance laws different federal laws so this country is not allowing to send the data of that particular user to your usa chances are there right so because we have multiple data centers multiple regions across the globe so that is why this is also a risk that during some incident when you do a forensics analysis you might not get all the data or of that particular resource or you may not get all the logs of that particular resource depending on that particular region that that customer has posted the ninth is your infrastructure security so configuration baselines of the infrastructure should comply with the industry best practices because there is a constant risk of malicious actions this thing should be maintained by your csp are we asking data or logs right so when we talk about your forensic part uh, basically uh, if you are having some data in that particular vm we will ask for that also and logs are what till now what we have done with that particular vm as a customer what we have done right so both the cases so this thing should be maintained by your csp properly any misconfiguration at your infrastructure it will directly lead to the risk 
of the people who are using the services over that particular infrastructure okay so again this is a risk if the security is not maintained at your data centers which your csps are holding right or the csp are having then that will create again a risk for the people who are using that particular service the last one according to your ovas is your non production environment exposure right so basically your non production environment are used for application design and development and to test activities which are internal internally within an organization right so using your non production environments increases the risk of unauthorized access information disclosure and information modification right so again this is the last and like very least risk which can lead to a particular attack these things are maintained at your organization level right so people are not giving unauthorized access or they are not disclosing any of the information which is happening within your organization now we have like n number of cloud computing threats but here like it has this image particularly have 39 threats across the cloud but in real time there are n number of threats due to which attack can happen over your cloud so let's discuss few of those because again it will not be possible to discuss all the 39 threads so this is just for your knowledge purpose like you can read this particular thing we will discuss few of the threads that how that thread can lead to a attack and how we can mitigate that particular thread right so let's talk about your data theft again data loss data breach very simple thing so uh, any improperly designed cloud computing environment with n number of clients or your multiple client is at high risk of data breach because of flaw in one client application and it can also allow your attackers to access other clients data right so again in your organization if one system is compromised that system can lead to all the systems right so through that particular thing same things happen in your cloud also when you are designing your infrastructure right when you are designing that particular thing and if there is a single breach through which a attacker can get access to a single resource that you are using that resource can lead to all the resources that is there in your cloud and once the attacker have the access to that particular resource he can look at that particular data that the resources holding so what all things can happen uh, your data can be erased it can be modified or even uh, it can be lost during this particular data breach or data loss encryption keys which we use it can be also lost misplaced or stolen they can steal that particular thing so uh, the recent vulnerability which your azure was facing that peep, uh, your attackers were getting access to the keys of the users right this was the recent vulnerability in your azure right they fixed this particular thing sometimes your data can be also misused by your csp right if you are not using the cloud services of a very trusted vendor 
chances are there that whatever data that csp is holding it can misuse that particular data sometimes your data are accessed illegally owing to improper authentication authorization and access control right so basically all the threats related to your data breach or loss which happened on your on premises same things can happen on your cloud premises also now what are the countermeasures like since we are discussing this particular threats so we should know that how we can mitigate this particular thing first thing is encryption we have to encrypt the data stored in the cloud and the data in transmit to protect data integrity right so again you might have learned the cie elements so for your data breach we have to make sure encryption is there in your cloud so that we can prevent from this particular threat other thing what we can do we can implement strong key generation storage and management right so what we can use we can use azure key vault where you can store all your password credentials your certificates your keys right so there is a place called uh, azure key vault where you can do all these things so and the last thing like the last countermeasure which we can use is check for data protection both during design and runtime right so whenever we are designing the infrastructure we have to make sure that there is no flow in that particular thing and whenever we are running that particular thing after the design again we have to make sure that there is no breach in the runtime environment then uh, we have abuse and nefarious use of cloud service again if you are not properly using your cloud service or someone is abusing the resource which is there in that particular cloud service that can lead to the threat right so if there is let's just say for example some resource which is for your scanning part only right there is some resource or some service which is used for scanning part but if you are using this particular service for exploitation part that is the misuse of this particular service right so this thing can also become a threat to your cloud right then the third here they have listed as insecure interference and apis right so here what your uh, interfaces and apis do it will enable your customers to manage and interact with your cloud service right first thing this is the job of your interfaces and apis so while we integrate a particular api service your cloud model must be security integrated and the user who is using this particular service must be aware of security risk during the use implementation and monitoring of this particular api service which the user is using now what are the risks that this particular thing can possess to us it can lead to your data lake it can be 
a breach in your logging and monitoring facilities or it can leak your reusable session key or your password tokens right this thing can be leaked if this particular thing is leaked to this particular api interface anyone can log into that particular session with the customer or the user is using now again same thing or uh, to countermeasure this particular thing you have to analyze the security model of cloud provider interfaces implement your secure authentication and access control so a strong iam policy and encryption part encrypt the data which is in transmit and understand the dependency chain associated with this particular api right make sure you have a very strong design your network design during your api interface your access management on authentication is on point and whatever data you are sending or receiving from this particular application that data is encrypted right this is the countermeasure for this particular threat then we have your insufficient due diligence right so here's nothing it is basically the ignorance of your csp so if your csp is like uh, working at a very slow rate or that is avoiding some risk which the csp knows but it is taking a lot of time to mitigate those particular risks right so that can lead to some threats and the attacker can gain access to that particular csp shared technology issues right next thing is your shared technology issues this thing mostly happens when we try to create your infrastructure as a service environment so when your ias service vendors share the infrastructure to deliver service in a scalable way most of them are underlying infrastructure components like your gpus your cpu cache like like different different things which do not offer substantial isolation properties in a multi tenant environment so what will happen this will enable the attackers to attack other machines if they are if they can be exploited in one of the client's application so how this thing can happen with the help of your hypervisor because your hypervisor mediate your access between your guest operating system and the physical resource right if there is a single loophole in this particular thing your attacker can simply gain access to this thing and if attacker have access to this particular thing he can easily get access to the guest operating system now what will be the countermeasure for this particular thing strong configuration during your installation part always monitor the environment for any unauthorized access unauthorized changes or unauthorized activity 
IAM part again should be very strong your authentication and access control for your admins should be promoted and force your SLAs when like you are trying to do your patch management or your vulnerability remediation right so these things should be mentioned in your SLAs always do your vulnerability scanning right in a particular period of time always do your vulnerability scanning so that no current vulnerability is present on that particular infrastructure then we have unknown risk profile unsynchronized system clocks so these are nothing so if the failure in your synchronized clock at your end systems it can affect the working of your automated task right so we have your un, uh, synchronized clock which takes care of your automated task like your scaling part your maintaining part right your deletion part all the tasks which are automated itself right if something or some attacker can get access or can make changes in this particular clock this thing will be affected your automated part will be affected right so that is why we mostly use your ntp protocol even in your on-premises also we use this particular protocol your network time protocol right so that we can make sure your clocks are synchronized in every solution whichever we are using inadequate infrastructure design and planning again okay. your planning has to be very strong whatever design you are using or how you are creating your infrastructure right so design should be pretty solid so that no one can bypass through that particular design and of your infrastructure loss of operational and security logs we have your malicious insiders again this thing is very common even happens in your organizations right so if someone is not very happy with his or her company what he can do he can do an inside attack also right so since he will be having access to that particular system which is inside your infrastructure so he or she can also do an attack over that particular organization right so that is nothing but your malicious insiders illegal access to cloud systems so because of your weak authentication and authorization controls which you have set at your infrastructure level it may lead to unlawful access so if there is some unlawful access it can compromise confidential and critical data which is stored at your cloud so to mitigate this particular thing you have to like enforce your information security policies you have to permit clients to audit or review those information security policies and processes for your csp right loss of business reputation due to co-tenant activities right so this threat arises because of lack of resources and reputational isolation vulnerabilities in your hypervisors right so which we discussed here in your 
shared technology issues right because of that since all the resources are shared in your cloud so because of malicious activity of any of a single user right it might uh, affect the reputation of that particular csv right so let's just say we all are using your azure right so uh, if someone tries to hack this thing and if he is successful out of 30 people right now we are here right if someone does the thing the reputation will be affected of this particular azure why because the 29 people will think our data is not secure right why should we use this particular service right so because of one person's activity it can do a lot of reputational damage to that particular csv privilege escalation again this happens everywhere if you are using your machine as a normal user but someone tries to get uh, gain access of your machine as a root user right so what he did he uh, he escalated that particular privilege of that particular machine so to countermeasure this particular thing you have to like employ a very good privilege separation schemes in your iam identity and access management part you have to always update your softwares right so that any new vulnerability which is related to your privilege escalation if that is there it should be mitigated automatically natural disasters uh, this is based on your geographical location and climate right so if someone sub data center is in japan and due to some volcanic eruption right chances are there that, that volcanic eruption can become threat to the data center so people using the services of that particular data center right that services can go down so if they don't have a backup data center right, or a region pair to this particular data center so they have to face the issue that they are not able to use that particular service right because of your natural disaster hardware failure right so this all things will happen at your csp level at your data center level why because since we are using the cloud we don't have to worry about hardware this thing should be related to your csp only right so since they are setting your data centers there will be different different hardware like your switches servers routers access point hard disk network cards your processors right these things will be already there in your data center right if any of this thing is failed at a particular time and they don't have a mitigation or backup of that particular thing that service which is hosted on that particular hardware it will go down right so this thing also becomes threat because we are again still living on the hardware facilities so it will affect the services which is running over your azure portal supply chain failure right so the 17 one supply chain failure it it can be caused by your incomplete or your non-transparent terms of use like your hidden dependencies which is created by your cross cloud application or if you are not selecting a proper csp right inappropriate csp selection it can be also due to lack of supply redundancy right multiple reasons are there so very simple example you are using 
Azure, you have hosted your infrastructure at your Azure. Now you decided that for security part, I will use some service of AWS. For the security, I will use AWS service for security on this particular infrastructure which I hosted on the Azure. Due to some reason, if Azure is not able to provide you the security service for some practical uh, for some practical times, this thing will become a threat on your infrastructure. Why? Because there is no security, so our attacker can easily exploit this particular thing. Right. So again, this thing again depends on your third party, the resources which you are the third parties which you are choosing to use their resources, right? Then modifying network traffic, isolation failure, cloud provider acquisition, management interference compromise, network management failure, your authentication attack, right? Again, to mitigate this particular thing, have a strong IAM policies strong IAM rules. We have your VM level attacks also. Locking, this thing we discussed, right? If you don't have your locks at your resources, accidental threats, right? These are your accidental threats. So by mistake, chances are there someone can delete that particular resource by mistake, right? So you have to always set that particular locks for different different resources. So that uh, you will know that which user is allowed to only start that particular service or to manage that particular service. VM level attacks, your cloud basically uses your virtualization technology, which is offered by your different different vendors like your VMware, VirtualBox, vSphere, Zen, these are the different different virtualization technology vendors. So again, threat to these technologies will arise from your hypervisor. Whenever we talk about virtualization, this thing will surely come into play. So to prevent this particular thing, what we can do, we can implement your IDS IPS. to continuous monitor this particular thing. So then we have your license uh, licensing risk again using your third party vendors and the license uh, license of that particular resource is expired and still you are using that in your uh, infrastructure it can lead to uh, attack Real-time example, if you guys are still using Windows XP in your organization or even for your personal use, it is very easy to attack this thing. So it's a threat because the license has been expired of this particular operating system. Right? Your Windows or uh, Microsoft is not giving any updates because this thing is not part of Microsoft right now. Loss of governance, uh, loss of encryption keys, right? So if by accident you lost the keys, which is for your SSL connection for different different machines, right? 
attacker can get access to this particular thing and he can log into the servers which are hosted over your infrastructure risk from changes of jurisdiction these things are again your compliance part it depends from country to country right so if some country change some law so your uh, cloud service provider should also change that particular law according to that particular region right if not change again during your forensic part or deployment of some different different resources right it will not allow you to do all those things because of the change of federal rules at that particular region undertaking malicious probes or scan right theft of computer equipment so this thing happens at your data center level if someone is uh, stealing some uh, resources from your data center right that can affect the services which that data center is providing you so countermeasures increase your physical security cloud service termination or failure these things are ma uh, mentioned in your sla that they will provide you 99% of the time service but in case of some failure or some updates or some patch management right for some minutes or from for some hours the service might go down right so during this particular thing if that particular service is down or you are getting a failure for that service a tiger can take advantage of that thing and he can uh, try to get access to your network improper data handling and disposal your data rules integrity part you can see that all these threats are very similar to each other right? the mitigation of each threat is like very similar to each other what things we have to take care of if we talk about at your csp level your data center level your physical security should be there proper authentication or that particular data center should be there right if i talk about your infrastructure proper designing should be there proper maintenance at of the services which we are using should be there right your integrity of the data should be maintained you have to like make sure that the compliance rules you the reason you are using right the compliance rules are applicable to your infrastructure your access management and authentication part is very strong at your infrastructure level right if these things are already there you can easily counter attack this particular threat part loss of medication or backup data compliance risk again because of your country compliance rule economic denial of sustainability right so this thing is if you are not using something in your cloud the bill will not be generated at that particular service so when you uh, request something from your csp right so your csp will charge according to the recorded data right 
so sometimes during the request the amount of data transfer in the network and the number of cpu cycles that you consumed for that particular resource it can lead to changes in that particular bell right so did this can be because of your improper management of the logs that you created during the uses of that particular resource right so due to this the chances are there that your csp might charge you uh, extra because the logs because of improper management the logs might have recorded that instead of like using two cpus cycle you use eight cpu cycle like this it can be for any resource right? that is why yesterday i told you to stop that particular service so that they don't charge you again lack of security architecture again improper designing and management hijacking accounts so if someone is able to gain access to the account of the resource or the service that you are using illegally someone gain access to that particular thing he will he can like upload some malware or some malicious file over your uh, network your infrastructure he can get access to your infrastructure and he can do attack on your infrastructure so these are few of the cloud computing threats there are n number of threats present right these are some of them like for the beginner level so you should know that these threats are there due to these threats we can do some attacks so whenever you design your infrastructure or any platform you are using for any csp it will be taken care at that particular time what are the best available tools for cloud environment uh, for azure you have your azure defender uh, we have your amazon inspector uh, i think there is uh, aribaba cloud managed uh, security service also right you can even use your third party tools also your nessus at&t cyber security bobsuit can also work for your vulnerability assessment right all the things are available at your azure portal so uh, let's move forward with what all attacks are possible with your cloud uh service hijacking using social engineering right this thing uh, what are your social engineering attack you might have learned with your first segment of your jcb right so different different uh, social engineering attack you can do phishing wishing all those things so social engineering is a non technical uh, institution that relies heavily on human interaction and often involves tricking other people to break normal security procedure right so how we can hijack a particular service or a particular session with this particular social engineering right so let's just say this is our user and this is some cloud service which this user is using right so let's just say this is your cloud service now there will be some attacker in between right so there will be some attacker so let's draw the attacker here
Now, first thing, what the attacker will do, right? So let's just say this cloud service is your Azure one, right? So this is the Azure portal. Your Azure login portal, and it will directly be connected to your cloud server, right? This is your portal. First, the attacker will create a duplicate portal or a replica of this particular portal. So as an attacker, I will create a fake Azure portal. This is your fake portal. This was my first job. As an attacker, this was my first job. Now what I will do? I will send a malicious link of this fake portal using your social engineering technique to this particular user. So I will send this particular link to this user. This was my second part. As an attacker, this was my second job. First, I created this fake portal and I sent this particular link to the user. Now what user will do, uh, he will fall into my trap. He will open this particular link. And as soon as he open the link, he will be directed to this particular page. Now the user will think this is the original Azure page. He will enter the credential. And as soon as the credentials are being entered by the user, I will receive the credential. And I will redirect it. I will redirect this particular user to your original portal. Okay. So uh, user might think that there might be some glitch or because of that the credentials were not accepted. So again, let me try to use those credentials. As soon as the user again enters the credentials, he will be directed to your cloud service. Okay, now as an attacker, since I have the credentials of that particular user, I can go to this particular portal, I can use this particular credential, and I can get access to your cloud. Right. So this is what your service hijacking is using your social engineering attack. I am hijacking the services which this user is running. Okay, very simple to do, but few things you have to take care of. You have to first create an exact replica or a complete fake image of this particular portal. You have to try to convince the user to open your malicious link, right? Once the user open this particular thing, you will receive the credentials and you will redirect the user to the portal, original portal. User will think that, okay, because of some glitch, I was not able to enter into the services that I'm using, I will again uh, retype all the credentials and at that time, you will get access to the service that the user was using, right? And after some time, since I have the credential, I will go to the user page and I will simply type the credentials which I got from this particular fake portal, right? And I will also be able to use this particular cloud service. So this is what your session hijacking using your social engineering is all about. Now, how to countermeasure this particular thing? Uh, do not share your account credentials between users and service. Again, 
we fall into the trap because of social engineering attack so we have to be take care that the links which we are opening are the original links are the secure links this thing as a user you have to take care of you have to train your employees to recognize the social engineering attack again if this user was very smart enough to identify that it's a fake url why will he open that particular thing right so you have to like teach your employees that how to detect your social engineering attack right these are the few things we can set some policies at this particular end and also that this user might not have all the admin access right if he is a normal employee he should not have all the access of the services that are running over this that particular subscription right this we can set at your admin level right so if this is a normal employee he will get attacker will get only access to the services which were allotted to this particular user right not all the services which are there in your infrastructure then the second attack is your service hijacking using your network sniffing network sniffing you might have even seen in your movies what that particular thing is they place some device over your cables and they hear you talk with that other person right so network sniffing involves interception and monitoring of network traffic which is being sent between the two cloud nodes right the attacker uses packet sniffers to capture sensitive data such as your passwords session cookies and other web service related configuration such as your uddi your soap and wsdl so how this thing will happen when a user enters your login credentials to access the cloud service right so these are the users when they enter the credential right to enter or to use that particular cloud service and attacker can sniff the credential or the cookies whatever that is saved over their browser during the transmission across the network right so let's just say in this case they are using switch right so if we are using your router right these days we are using routers at our home so if attacker is sniffing or is able to get access to this particular router he can sniff or he can check for all the data which we are sending through this particular router right so since because of this router only we will be able to make connection to your azure portal right all the data will first go to your router then through your router or uh, to your internet service provider then like this a chain will be created till it reaches your azure servers right if attacker is able to get access to the data packets which is being transferred at this router part right he can get those packets he can see what all packets you are sending if that packet is having some password or some cookies he can use those things to enter into your cloud service this thing is service hijacking again this thing is very same to your network sniffing part right which we do in our day to day life but here what we are doing we are simply capturing the packets which are related to your cloud okay we like we don't care about anything else we are only capturing the packets 
which are related to your cloud service provider okay so once we get hands on this particular packet right we can crack this particular thing and we can see what information is being sent to this particular cloud service if it's your credentials if it's the cookie or we can even get the session id if we are already logged in we can get the session id also right so these things can happen if attacker is having access to your network device through which we are able to communicate now the countermeasures that what all things we can do as a countermeasure for this particular attack encryption whatever data we are sending we have to make sure it is encrypted encryption over the configuration file over your routers or the networking devices you are using right so that it's not very easy to get hands on this particular networking device right these are few of the parts which you can do as a security person to make sure that security is very strong from your point of view mostly like i will say around 70% of the people don't change their default username and password yep two factor authentication these things you can do over your router you can do two factor authentication because in your network sniffing what is happening your attacker is getting access to your network device through which you are making communication right you have to make sure that this particular device is very secure whatever data you are sending through this device is encrypted okay 70% of the people don't change the default credentials of their router right so if you are like using the dealing one the password will be 123123 or admin admin these are the default username and password right so if you haven't changed your router username password please go please change that thing after the session right then we have your site channel attacks or your crossed guest vm breaches right so here your attacker can compromise the cloud by placing a malicious virtual machine near a target cloud server and what they can do after that they can launch a site channel attack so here in this figure you can see that how a attacker can compromise the cloud by placing a malicious vm near a cloud server right so this is the attacker this is your user this is the cpu cache this is your multi tenant cloud this is your victims virtual machine this is your attackers virtual machine this thing is happening at your data center this thing is happening at your data center so what will happen your user will be using some cpu which is placed as your data center right that cpu might be connected to some virtual machine right if you are able to get access to this particular data center what you can do here you can see different different attack timing attack data remnants script analysis power monitoring attack differential fault analysis right? these are some attack which you can do if you are able to get access to this particular cpu 
right so if you are able to get into your data center and in that data center if you are able to get access to any of the cpu that is present here right you can place instead of like you can change the hypervisor from moving to this particular vm which is there in your data center to your own virtual machine right so if the user whenever he tries to make a login on that particular portal so this cpu will redirect instead of the original vm it will redirect to your own virtual machine which is set by you so here you can see attacker impersonates victim using the stolen credentials steal victim's credential right so once able uh, the user tries to make a login on this particular vm again same place uh, like this here he will steal the credential from this fake portal right and here it is your fake virtual machine he will steal the credential the credential will be received by the attacker now the attacker will use this particular credential to use the original virtual machine right so again this thing is happening at your data center level then we have your wrapping attack so this attack is basically performed during your translation of your soap messages right when we are sending your soap messages from your web server to your cloud server right this attack take place at that particular time so here what uh, your attacker do it will duplicate the body of the message that you are trying to send to the particular cloud server right so you can see that uh, in first user sends some request to the web server this is first thing the attacker will be again between the user and the cloud server user will intercept this particular soap message right which the user is sending to the cloud service right once he get access to that particular message he will make changes in that particular soap protocol send the soap message with the header you can see that third header plus body duplicates the original document adds the copy of the header and modify the original document right so whatever document you are sending right, it will have some header your soap header if you are able to make changes in that particular header you can easily modify the document or the body of that particular header and then you can send that particular or the modified message to the cloud server right this message will for sure be malicious countermeasures for previous one okay we will discuss that just give me a sec wrapping attack is uh, similar to man in the middle attack right so your man in the middle attack is very similar to your man in the cloud attack this attack we can say right here we are not somewhere in the near here we are attacking to the request which we make using your soap protocol we using this particular protocol when we make a request to the cloud service we are targeting that particular thing we are wrapping some malicious file over the body of that particular protocol okay we have your uh, man in the cloud attack also we will discuss that thing also that thing is very similar to your man in the middle attack 
okay so we will what we will do once we are able to access this particular header we will change the body of this particular message and we will insert a malicious file and we will send this file to your cloud now the cloud will think that this file is coming from your user he will uh, accept this particular file over the server this malicious file can attack this particular server and the attacker can get access to this particular cloud server using this particular thing. again these days your encryption is so strong and your firewall rule is so so strong that this thing is technically not possible if the csp is like a very big vendor this thing is not possible because encryption your firewall rules are like very very strong at the receiving end okay so these are the countermeasures for this particular thing your encryption part and your rules which you can set when you receive the request or your firewall before the servers yep so here what we can do strong physical security countermeasures so that no one can get access to your data center we can implement a virtual firewall right so that at the back end of the cloud computing this prevents the attacker from placing your malicious vms we can set some encryptions for a particular vm right when we get uh, receive or we send a request for this particular vm at that part we can set some encryption uh, so that our request is not forwarded to, to some other machine with the help of that particular encryption we are getting request to our original vm which we selected at our end okay so here uh, this is what your man in the cloud attack is so here in this figure like you can see it is very similar to your man in the middle attack right so the attacker tricks the victim to install some malicious cloud that plants the attacker's synchronization token right here we are talking about that particular attack unsynchronized so these attack basically take like over your google drive dropbox like one drive all this thing there this thing happen right so the attacker will trick you the victim to install any malicious load any malicious software any malicious file over these particular drive then once those code are installed here the attacker steals the victim's token which is created over the cloud right so since we are using your google drive for sure a token is created when we use this particular thing right if we are able to get access to this particular token as an attacker we can use this particular thing to get directly access to your google drive right if i have this token your google drive token i can directly access your google drive now whatever files will be there in this particular thing i can get access to it once my job is completed what i will do 
I will restore the malicious token with the original synchronized token, right? So that your drive can return to your original state. Right? So after that, whatever thing you install over this particular drive, whatever uh, things, uh, application or your files you upload over this, I can get access over here. Okay, so again, this is a very difficult task. Security is very strong when we talk about your OneDrive, Dropbox, Google Drive. How we can prevent this particular thing? The countermeasure for this particular thing is we can use your secure email gateway. Email security gateway, we can use this particular thing. Whenever we try to get access to this particular drive box. So other than this, what we can do, we can use your EVs, your antivirus softwares to detect and delete the malware at the time of coming into our system. Here we can implement your two-factor authentication. Right, so that when attacker tries to gain access, you he have to pass this particular which antivirus is used in cloud right uh, it again depends on your speed mostly if you're talking about uh, azure or we have your microsoft defender right? that thing takes clear of everything in your windows also you have your windows defender right? so i don't think mostly people install antivirus these days because they are already giving the pre-built services right? but you can use your third party resources also right? you can go to your marketplace and you can search for different different services for your antivirus also right so there will be again high number of services which your third party people are giving you over your azure okay yep so like and we have your azure sentinel your sim and soar at a single place best place for your security best thing for your security then we have your cloud hopper attack this thing is basically triggered by your msp now what msp is msp is nothing but your managed service provider These things are triggered by your managed service provider and the customers that are using this thing. The customers of your MSPs, these things are triggered, this particular attack is triggered by them, either by your MSP or the people who are using the services of MSP. Now here you can see in the figure what is happening. The attacker is infiltrates the target MSP provider and distributes malware to gain remote access. Right, you can see he is uh, distributing the malware over this particular MSP. Now, this MSP, this malware is going to all the customers that is using this particular service provider. Okay. 
now the attacker accesses the target custom profiles with his or her msp account and he compresses the data your customer data and it will store in your msp the data will be stored here the attacker then extract information from the msp and then uses the information to launch further attacks on the target organization and your users right so this attack is basically at your msp and managed service provider so he can also say your cloud service provider so whoever is using this particular service if our attacker is able to implement or we can say uh, send some malware or your csp server yeah, over your data centers those services will again be used by your customers then attacker can easily send your malware to your services your infrastructure which you are using and through that since your data is getting stored at this particular point only he can get access to that particular data okay so again you have to like either send something or you have to even go yourself to the data center and place that particular file over the data center system here uh, if i talk about your countermeasures for this particular cloud over attack we can do your multi-factor authentication mfa uh there's some there should be some guidelines or some rules uh, between your csp and the customers if some incident is happening at that particular time there some should be some rules and guidelines between them customers have to make sure that they are following your csp policies right your customers have to make sure that they are following your csp policies Right, because in the policies again there will be some set of rules if you are not following that particular policy chances are there someone can take advantage of that particular thing then we have cloud crypto jacking again very famous thing crypto currency these days here what will happen first of all what is crypto jacking is an unauthorized access uh, which we use the victim's computer to mine digital currency right so this thing if we talk about in real time this is called your cryptographing when we do this with the help of your cloud it is your cloud cryptography these are these attacks are basically highly lucrative right they will involve both external attack and rob inside our site so here you can see in this particular diagram this is the attacker and this is your victim attacker first compromise this particular cloud service right this is your cloud service he will first compromise this particular cloud service now what this uh, attacker will do he will run some crypto over this particular cloud service right whenever the victim connects to this particular cloud service because of this particular script the victim's resources will start mining the cryptocurrency right because of this particular script the victim's resources will automatically start mining the cryptocurrencies right and who will gain advantage of this particular thing the attacker 
whatever he gained during the particular period let's just say some attacker is able to run this particular script over your azure data center as soon as i log in with my four vms for this particular azure data center right my system resources will start mining the cryptocurrency with this particular script right and whatever amount they get this thing will be directly transferred to your attacker's servers or the attacker's machine right now again i will feel that why my resources are very running low right like this we will feel if you are using your 4 gb ram cpu you will feel for sure that your resource is running very very slow right because of this particular thing at the back end this thing is happening now how we can uh, counter measure this particular thing strong password policy uh we have to make sure of the encryption if we are using your ssh servers we have to make sure that the ssh keys are encrypted when we are trying to make access to the cloud servers uh again use your latest antivirus anti malware ad blocker tools in the cloud right because of that thing also we can like accidentally run some particular script over our web also we see lot of advertisement right these days like around 75 to 80% these are your normal ads but chances are there that around 25% this can be a malicious ad right so if you accidentally click on this particular thing it might like run some code or it might install something over your system right so that thing can be also used for your crypto mining if you are using your third party resources always review the policies always like check for the certification whether that particular product or the company which is offering that particular product is valid or not right because of that also it might get it might be able to get access to your system and it might get uh, it might run some scripts over your system then at last we have your cloud bone attack so it is a vulnerability which is residing in your bare metal cloud server that will enable the attacker to implant a malicious backdoor in firmware right this thing again happens at your data center level this is the data center it is having like racks of different different hardware what i will do i will install a malicious script over this particular hardware okay there is a malicious script i will install this thing over the hardware part when some user is assigned to this particular thing if the user is uh, accessing this particular hardware i will be able to get a backdoor access through this particular script through this script i will be able to get backdoor access to this particular user or whatever machine he is using okay so in this example you can see attacker is there this is your server your data center or 
attacker injects malicious backdoor on bare metal server right i injected some malware over this particular mostly this will be your rootkit mostly it will be your rootkit server assigned to new customer with persistent backdoor okay so whenever a new custom comes we will like uh, request for this particular thing uh, this thing is assigned to this customer as soon as the customer or this particular person start using this thing attacker monitors the customer activities for simple as soon as he start using this particular server the attacker is having a backdoor access so attacker can exfiltrate customers data via persistent backdoor right now he can do anything over this particular vm because he is having a backdoor access right so this thing will mostly be your rootkit your rootkit malware now countermeasure for thing they have to be uh, your csp have to make sure that their firmware is up to date right always updated they have to always do a rough scan before they assign this particular server to a new customer okay these two things the csp can do to make sure that there is no backdoor malware installed over this particular server 